Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to Listen Money Matters. Straight cash, homie. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Andrew. And, Andrew, I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking first today, because I'm drinking a very fine wine. Well, oh, my, yeah. does that mean I finally classify as somebody? Wait, what? I, I finally classify as somebody, because you said you will only drink with someone. <laughs> uh, I poured Anna a glass as well. Oh, okay. okay, so I'm still not so a someone. Still not someone yet. Okay. I'm you're working somebody, on it. You're somebody next Wednesday when I fly in to <laughs> Newark and uh, we go get a beer somewhere. I, I suspect that I will be someone when I have 10,000 Twitter followers. So I'm, I'm working yeah. on that. Actually, that is my threshold. I only drink with people with 10,000 Twitter followers. I'm I working on it. When I, I hit that, that was like the weirdest thing. I don't know. Uh, it's like, it's, it's like so, so normal now. I think I'm like at 18,000 or something, but it like feels like nothing at this point. Thomas, I you, you are I was like, so popular right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't know. It's weird because I remember back when I was just starting to blog and I'd look at like Pat Flynn or Steve Cam, they had like 20,000. And in my mind, that's like uber famous level. And mm. I'm like, their, their lives are probably like Brad Pitt basically. Mm. Nah, not really. <laughs> still, still, uh, just a normal dude who has to podcast at six thirty and well cooks dinner and everything. I am drinking a winter blonde vanilla cold brew ale UFO, like a Ooh. winter's snowfall, soft vanilla and light, with a hint of coffee. This season's refreshing, refreshing delight. So it's a light beer. Oh like, uh, yeah, it- it's uh it. I guess it's it's a good yellow. Oh, okay. It's like a Pilsner that color. is the color beer I like. Mm. It's so I would awesome. try that. I am drinking, I and I cannot pronounce French words at all, mm. so forgive me. But I'm drinking a Bordeaux, and it is the Baron de Chatrons Bordeaux. Uh, it's 2015, so cheap bottle of wine. And oh, well, from, what do you consider cheap? It's like eleven from France just vomited in their mouth a little bit. <laughs> Mar- okay, I need to get Martin in here to pronounce the French words because I can't do it. Uh, I can do an okay English accent sometimes. Sylvan just unsubscribed from the podcast. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> that was the worst French accent I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a Russian accent. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not even going to try anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when I try to be French, I'm Russian. Hey there, boy. This is my French accent. <laughs> what was that? That was my Aussie <laughs> French. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Listen Molly Matters. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Anyway, this is the first time that I have drank on the podcast in quite a while. True. I think I'm going to scrap that goal, by the way, in 2017. It was. It was. It went to 2017. I don't know. It just is not quite worked out the way I wanted to. I was going to so. say the amount of drinking I'm going to make you do while you're here wouldn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow up the rest of your century. I, mean, like, I don't know. Like I, if Anna's gone or something, like I sometimes do enjoy having a drink while I'm like playing games or something. So yeah, I need to find a different way to manage that. I don't know. Anyway, today we are talking about how to be lazy. And pay off all your debt. And what I want to know first is, did you take that title from me? Shamelessly. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, this is my best performing video. I'm like, stealing the title. (laughs) Done. All right, let's do this. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And if you don't get the joke, I made a video called How to Be Lazy and Still Get a Ton of Work Done. And it did quite well on YouTube for, uh, for a little while. So... Good, good titling there. Mm. So tell me, Andrew, can I just quit my job, play Nintendo games all day, every day, and pay off my debt? Yeah, dude, just declare bankruptcy. It all okay. goes. Bam, yeah. The episode As over. A great man once said, just look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Office Space is a great movie. But seriously, all right, what's, what's your uh, game plan here? What is... What is your definition of being lazy and paying off all your debt? 
Uh, so lazy is letting uh, the computers do the hard work for you. Um, and yeah, just kind of, you, you probably have multiple debts. Maybe it's like three credit cards with a hundred dollars each on them or whatever, you know, like a bunch of, um, really simple. We're going to show you how to do this. And I guess the lazy part is you'll, you'll save so much time. You'll be able to play more video games. So the, uh, the straight title of this, like the not gussied up one would be how to, build an automated debt payoff system essentially it should just be called debt reduction plan mm-hmm. yeah is there anything else besides just automating payoff is there other elements that can help you be lazy i feel like you're teeing me up for this one i am yeah <laughs> wait on the spot let me just what <laughs> uh refinance what if you refinance and consolidate there we go. yeah yes there you go. Perfect. Okay. So before we talk about refinancing, because that is something that's, a, I don't know, maybe a little more advanced. It's mm. not hard, but it's a little more advanced than just setting up automation for your debt and everything. Yeah. Um, start with the basics. So if somebody's got debt, how should they go about creating the plan and then setting the machine in motion? All right. First things first, you can't have a plan if you don't know what you're planning. And so you need to just take an inventory of all your debt. You can log into Mint because you're using Mint, right? And it's all in there. Um, and you just take all, you just literally uh, get a sheet of paper and write the, the credit card or the car or whatever, the amount and the interest rate. Not using Mint, super slacker, just getting started. Go to creditkarma.com or credit.com, log in. Doesn't affect your credit. It takes like, I don't know, 10 minutes. No, it takes like three minutes. And it'll tell you all your debt for you. And literally just take it, copy it down. Oh, does Mm. Credit Karma actually tell you how much debt you have? Yeah. Interesting. I think I started using it after I paid off all my student loans. Credit.com definitely Wait a minute. Oh, you know, I want to see here because I have debt right now. So where would it tell me that I have debt? It tells me my scores, but I'm not... You have to like dig into the the report section, um, and oh, it's, here it is. Yep, account balance. Interesting. There it is. And okay. the names of the companies will like look weird because they're like truncated and stuff. But gotcha. I, I think when you look at it, you'll get the gist of it. I mean, it's your debt. I I owe eleven thousand dollars to Woofdas. Is that your car? Yeah, it's Wells Fargo Dealer Services. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's not 100% up to date because it doesn't have a, my new credit limit that we talked about two episodes ago that I got. Um, so, so need to do some updating. But yeah, that's pretty cool that I can go in there and see how much debt I owe and everything. Check this out. You're logging into Mint or Credit Karma or Credit.com, all of the above. Make a dirty spreadsheet. Yeah. All, all of them are free. Hey, don't even make a spreadsheet. Let's be really freaking lazy and just write it on like a piece of scrap paper. Like, you know, when you make sure your printer is working and it prints out like the letter A in various sizes and in italics, just like write it on the other side of that. Don't even waste a full piece of paper on this. Okay. All right. Now that you have your list of your debts, sort them in order by interest rate. We're the highest on top. So that credit card that you got a free Frisbee for college, that's like 30% interest rate. That's the first one on the list. And your auto loan that you negotiated from 2.8% to 2.5%, that's on the bottom of the list. Yep. Least important, right? So even if you have $100 in your 30% interest rate and $11,000 in your 2. Point whatever percent interest rate, highest interest rate on top. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, the third step is key. The third step is to resolve to escape your debt using math and tenacity, not emotion and hope. Um, There are some people that extol that, like Rave Damsey. (laughs) <laughs> it took Who's me that? it took me a while to, <laughs> to figure out I'm like come on Angie, you can do it flip the letters <laughs> like Graves Damsey <laughs> that reminds me sometimes uh, my girlfriend and I will just flip the names of politicians and we just think it's really funny <laughs> like Toronto Dump look not not to not to be a d- <laughs> or like uh, Beb Jush is my favorite one that's awesome <laughs> 
I, I just want to go out on a limb and, you know, I mean, not to be a dick, but Jesus will not pay off your debt. They'll admit there are many things he can, can't do, will, won't do. Paying off your debt is not one of them, um, but you will. So mm-hmm. let's focus on what you can do and math because you could take three years to do it, but if you could do it in two years and pay less, like I think that's better. So let's do it that yeah. way. So what we're talking about here is what's called the stack method, mm-hmm. where you pay off your debts in the order of the highest interest rate, regardless of the balance, down to the lowest one. And the reason we talk about math and tenacity versus emotion and hope here is that because there's another method called the snowball method, where you pay off your lowest balance first. And the thinking there is that if you can, you know, you say you're somebody who has uh, six different accounts where you have debt. Mm-hmm. you know, various car, credit cards, whatever. If you can pay off a low balance loan, then emotionally you can kind of give yourself like, you know, pat on the back. I just cleared one of those off the table. Mm-hmm. I only have five to deal with now. But if you're paying off the highest interest rate first, then you pay less overall because so, the ones with the high interest rates are not working against you for as much of the time. Exactly. And that's kind of the idea there. So the big question I have for you here. Mm is where do mortgages and student loans and things like that fit well, into the picture? Because so, a lot of people say, you know, paying off your mortgage, you know, your, your mortgage is going to be in the middle of that hierarchy, like you said. You know, say my, my car loan's 2.5. Honestly, it's mortgage, probably going to be, it's probably going to be one of the lowest on your list, your mortgage. I mean, your rate, okay. your rate is probably lower than your student loan rate because, uh, your student loan rate, even though you can't default out of it, there's no asset. You would just be like, screw this. I'm going to live on a beach in a shack and do nothing. Yeah. Um, but a mortgage, they'll just take your home. So at least they get something. That's mm, true. Um, I guess the question is, you know, once we've got this stack method, I think you're going to you're going to talk about, you know, how much you should pay each month. Um, my method of getting out of my student loans, at least, was to pay as quickly as I, as I could to get rid of them. Mm. And there's a lot of people out there who extol that as the strategy to use for basically any debt you have. Um, but there's a good subset of them that say your mortgage should be an exception. Well, okay. So, so, he, so here's the thing. Um, I actually think that when you look at your whole debt number, uh, you, you should just not even include your mortgage debt. Mm. Okay. Um, in like, if you're paying PMI, then you should like sprint as fast as you can to get 20% equity in your home to not pay PMI because PMI... Is that what it is? You just got to get up to that 20% equity level and then it goes away? Yeah, PMI is... Ba- I'm, I'm sorry, like if you're listening, you're paying PMI. PMI is, is like stupid tax. You don't get anything for it. It's not even interest on something. It's overreaching tax. Yeah, it's just like I could have waited an extra month, but I wanted it now, so I paid $10,000 for no reason. Yeah. Right, like... So PMI, PMI is the one day shipping on Amazon of the house world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's probably going to arrive in one day anyways. Like just let it, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to say like almost like forget mortgage, but I mean, even if we don't like, it's still going to be so low on the list. And I yeah, just want to say like one big difference, uh, snowball stacking. It's like, yeah, you know, you close an account and you feel like you're making progress, but I'm going to assume they're all adults here. And when you're in $15,000 in debt and you go to $14,900 in debt and you close out an account, you're still in $14,900 in debt. Like where it's yeah. no magic trick. Um, so, so one, like the amount of accounts doesn't really matter. And two, before this episode's done, you're going to go from like 13 accounts that have debt to like, I don't know, four or something because mm-hmm. we're going to consolidate and save you money. Yeah. And that's an important thing. Hmm. Um, but I do think it is important that you do use some sort of tool because when you're using a tool like Credit Karma or, or Mint, uh, Mint actually shows you the balance over time and gives you a graph, right? I know Ready for Zero used to and they've shut their doors recently so you can't use them anymore. But I think it's really nice to be able to see progress, not just see like a static number, but be able to see like on my Impossible list on my site, I've got um, – a graph that I built in Excel showing my balance going down over time. Mm. And it was really nice to be able to update that on my blog every month when I was making my payments. It was like, that was 
part of the reason I chose not to buy, I don't know, new shoes or something and chose to put as much money as I could into my student loans because I wanted to be able to make that line go down as much as possible. I loved the shit out of Ready for Zero. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I literally preached about it all the time. Everyone that worked there I thought was cool. They stopped. Uh, Mint has... It to a degree, I don't think it's anywhere near as good. There's okay. another one that's free that exists. It's called undebt.it. So it's U-N-D-E-B-T dot it. And it's like, it's like really convoluted. You know, I feel okay. like they're, they're like, we could probably graph this 20 ways. What if we graphed it 20 ways and put it all on one page and made them <laughs> flash and, you know, you had a seizure or something. Like, it, it, it does it. It's pro- I think that they're, look. It looks like it's just like one nerdy guy who built this. I mean, it says it. it's a completely free service that I maintain in my spare time. So it looks like this is just like a side project of somebody. Yeah. Do you, is this something that connects to your bank accounts or do you uh, put your things in yourself? I think that you do it manually. Okay. Which honestly, I I know we we titled this episode "How to Be Lazy and Pay Off Your Debt," mm. but I like making spreadsheets. Oh, that same. Represent my wealth. I have a Google Sheet that I log into every three months and I update my entire net worth as a person mm. just to be able to see how I've progressed. Um, and what? if I had debt, I would probably build one. I mean, I did. And I, I would do it again. If I had debt, I would build one myself and I would log in every month and I would record how much I paid and how much is left and I would spin up a graph myself. So I'm the kind of person who could probably appreciate a manual tool like undebt.it. So uh, first of all, yeah, I think it's awesome. But I will say that um, there's a service called Plaid and for basically nothing, you can you – can, uh, like if you're a developer – or or you're willing to take a risk, um, and and actually honestly, I would I would build this if I had time. Like it's on my list to build, mm-hmm. and it may happen this year. But uh, if you're if you um, have a fire in your ass, you want to make some money, I think you should just redo what Ready for Zero did, and just don't hire a hundred people. Just keep the team small and cheap, or just yourself. Uh, I think it's a super needed service. I would love to promote it. We should do it. I it's on my list, dude. Uh, okay, if if you're not going to code it soon, mm. what you should do is you should encourage people to email us, and if they want to build it, talk to us about, I don't know, opportunities. That Okay, that's, that's like a, literally exactly what I'm doing. It should literally be like listenmoneymatters.com slash debt destruction or something. I don't know. So email. You know? Email us. Literally email. Yeah, you know our email address. Listenmoneymatters email at gmail.com. Andrew at listenwaymatters.com. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you spend all this time making this real estate investment tool. Like, there's got to be a bunch of reusable code, you yeah. know? And, and, you know, I'll tell you I, what, I would dude. love to see um, and, a personal debt reduction thing. As, a, as, like, a super aside, like, doing research for these episodes this month and just kind of, like, all of the, the calculators on the freaking internet are, like, circa 1995, it's, it's like yeah. pathetic and none of them are easy to use and they're all like the worst. There's like, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Um, but then there's anyways. a few good ones. Hmm. There's a few good ones, but I, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where I, I enjoy literally coding my own calculators in Google sheets. Hmm. And I mean, did I show you my new spreadsheet? No, no. Oh, okay. Oh, so we, no, no, you did. You did. You did. You, no, no, I, I dude, you I, did. We talked about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That thing works really well. So anyway, however you do it, whether you wait for our developer knight in shining armor to contact us or you use mint or you do it in Excel, have a way where you track mm-hmm. not just your balance at a static moment in time, but your, your progress over time, mm-hmm. because that will give you the motivation and the emotional boost, uh, in using the stack method that you would get otherwise with a lesser method like the snowball method. Do you love books but feel you never have time to read them? Well, Audible has the perfect solution. Get audiobooks and listen to books on the go. At the gym, during your commute, 
Audible has audiobooks from the leading publishers, magazines, newspapers, and business information providers. Their app is free and works on iPhone, iPad, Android, and Windows Phone. You can also download and listen on your Kindle Fire, as well as 500 other MP3 players. And unlike a streaming or rental service, with Audible, you own your books. So you can access your books anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone. Audible also has a great listen guarantee. If you decide you don't like the book you chose, no worries. You could exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title anytime. No questions asked. Over at Listen Money Matters, we're always trying to be more productive in our life and in our work. So our latest audiobook, The Power of Habit, really helped us understand the science behind forming habits and how we could create better ones to help us achieve success. Just for listeners, Audible is offering a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash matters today to start your free trial. Show your support for Listen Money Matters and get your free 30-day trial at audible.com slash matters. Now, um, I want to talk about progress, right? So, um, Thomas, we, we all know that you're a super overachiever. Um <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just want to let that sit there for a minute. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, all I can think of is like the moment I get off this episode, I'm gonna go play Overwatch. But okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think we doubt that you've earned it. You've you definitely earned it. So uh, there was this there's this dude who I met in New York. He's really cool. He's like a designer guy. He does like lettering and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. His name is, uh, well, on Twitter, it's like Will I Am. He just has a really cool name. But anyways, he was like. You know Will I Am? It's, it's not that one. <laughs> and I, f- I forget his website, but it, or his web, and his whole name is like, it's like a play on things. He just has like the coolest name ever that happens to, but anyways. So right. he, he tweeted me and he's like, how much should we save? You know, uh, 10%. You know, and then the company matches 5%. Does that count as 15% or should we match 15%? I'm like, dude, obviously I'm going to tell you to save 15%. Um, and so I'm going to use that as like the base. Uh, one, I want to, I was going to say, I think you should save at least 15% a month. What do you save a month? Uh, you mean just like investing or savings of your income? Yeah. Well. Like income minus expenses. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. And it's not that I don't know ball, because ball I'm lazy. Pocket. I mean, obviously I made this huge thing. Okay, let me look at my I know you're bragging about I the have, spreadsheet like, the you current made. Current spreadsheet. You think you would know these things. Well, okay, because so 2016 is the year that I shifted from investing a crap ton of money into Vanguard every month to mm-hmm. investing a crap ton of money into my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, okay, so this is the, this is the real reason that I don't know. I had to wait basically the entire year for my accountant who is very in demand in our town, apparently, cause he's not even taking new clients. Um, I had to wait for him to get done with like everyone in the town's taxes basically so I could get with him and learn all the things I had to do with payroll and all that kind of stuff because I'm now being taxed as an S corp. So as a result, the entire year I haven't had like the payroll paycheck going to myself like I should and like I will going forward in 2017. Basically, I've just been pulling exactly the money out of my business that I need to mm. cover my expenses every month and leaving the rest in the business account. So like the business account is just like a treasure hoard full of a ton of money and I don't touch it and I don't know what percentage of my income it represents. It's just, there's a bunch there and I'm contributing, I think about $550 a month total to investments. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say in, (laughs) in summary, you, you say 15%. (laughs) Uh, you know, just as well as I do. I mean, I could sit down and figure it Mm. out, but I honestly couldn't tell you on the top of my head right now because I've just been so focused on building the business and I've just mm. been taking what I need and leaving the rest in the business account because I didn't know how the tax structure and everything would work. So if you ask me in 2017 sometime, once the payroll system is set up, I'll be able to tell you. Fair enough. 
Okay, fine. So I think you should save 15%, and I want to run with an example. So let's say, uh, and and by the way, if uh, you're saving less than 15%, I'm calling bullshit on you. Like you're, you're being stupid. And and we'll we'll get to that, but uh, you should be saving at least fifteen percent. I'm gonna be a little bit softer because mm. I personally know people who can't. Do, do they that. pay? Do they pay for cable? Uh, probably not. I mean, I I have friends who their families are like they can't save almost anything. Mm. So I w- I would I would rather say you know. Instead of you're stupid for not saving fifteen percent, I didn't say you're stupid. You I'm calling. I'm calling bullshit. And if you're wasting money on stuff, then you should probably do that. If you can't, try to do what you can to get yourself into a situation where that is possible. And look, I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole, but if your income is so low and your expenses are so raw, and it's like literally the exact same thing. That means if you were able to make an additional $100, that would make a meaningful impact and be a large percentage of your income. And in March, we're doing a whole month on online business, and it is stupidly easy to make $100 on the internet. Like, I'm telling you, like, you could just, like, throw up shop and make $100. I I really believe that. So you? Yeah, yeah, I really do believe that. Like, I very strongly believe that. $100 in what period of time? I think within the first three months, you could be making $100 a month consistently. I think that's like very easy. That's a ballsy claim. And and we will go into it. I will be interested to hear your defense for that in March. Absolutely. We're, we're doing my, the- my experience is it took a lot longer than three months. I, I think that we have built the most stupidly difficult businesses that we could have. Let, <laughs> let's do everything for free and try to make money because that makes sense. I, I think that's, that, I I mean, that there are... I don't know. Like, I wouldn't it's recommend been so our business long models since I had no audience, mm. but I re- I still remember having no audience and back then I I don't know. So yeah, I I'm not I'm not like skeptical. I just I want to hear your plan. But anyways, so I I don't want to like belabor too much, yeah. but um the the point being is like if you can't save 15%, then I think it would be easy for you to make a small amount of money to make it 15%. Um, if you think that is absolutely impossible and I am being, um, ridiculous and, uh, a dick email me and we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> or just start a giant flame war in the comments on this episode. Or, or, or do because that. every once in a while. Yeah. I was like, or do, or start a flame war and I won't help you at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever works for you. So, uh, the three, th- so, so let's say you're making, uh, <laughs> Seriously, email me and I'll help you. Flame me on the comments and I won't help you. <laughs> uh, so, so let's say you make three thousand a month. Fifteen mm-hmm. percent uh, of that is four is four hundred fifty dollars, right? Mm. So let's assume this is like the base scenario, um, like for whatever, right? So that means what that means is maybe you have like five credit cards and their minimums are all twenty dollars. So that's $100 that you have to pay, but because you save 15%, you could actually contribute $450. So you could overpay by $350. Okay. Cool. That makes sense to me. Okay, so we've determined all the expenses um, uh, and how much you save every month. So you're saving like 15 or more, hopefully. And uh, then, uh, yeah, so th- so that that's... Now you know what you have to work with, right? And you have your debt listed in order, highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. Right. Um, now, uh, because we're in the planning phase, we want to determine uh, what debt we could reduce the cost of. So mm-hmm. if you have like a credit card, you know, that's 30% interest and you have $10,000 on it, we could significantly cut that rate and then mm-hmm. cut the amount that it costs you every month and allow you to amp that into reducing your debt. Yeah, and there's, so there's two ways you could do that. Mm-hmm. Number one, you could call up your credit card and you could ask for a lower interest rate. Or number two, you could refinance. So, um, Which you have experience. I'm not sure if you have, ex- have experience with refinancing, but you do have experience with using Lending Club and so, 
other things. I've experienced with, so to, to be clear, and these terms uh, I think are stupid, and I think you just kind of call it all refinancing, but mm-hmm. technically a refinance is when you take a debt with a company and you just reissue new debt at a lower rate like with that same company or with oh, an okay. equivalent company. So it's like typically with mortgages or auto loans mm-hmm. and then credit cards are typically talked about as consolidation loans because you're taking a bunch of cards and you're putting in from, you know, from 30 cards in, you know, in 30 pieces of debt into like one larger piece of debt. Okay, cool. So more accurately, you're consolidating your debt. Right. And I'm going to say that you could call all of your credit card companies and ask them to reduce the rates, but uh, that is probably a waste of time. Um, the, so try to consolidate first. Yeah. So if you have like sick credit, if you have like sick credit, you're probably paying like 18% or something on a credit card. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you're in debt, um, yeah, and any honestly, chances are just anyways, it's higher than that. It's probably closer to twenty five percent. So yeah. if you had a shitty loan from Lending Club, like the sh- one of the shittiest loans, and you got mm-hmm. like eight percent from Lending Club, you're saving an enormous amount from that twenty five percent. Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, with a credit card, it's kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, just do it. The and, one thing I do want to say, I mean, if you go, regardless of whether you go with Lending Club, Earnest. Uh, SoFi is another one. One thing we talked about before is that with Lending Club specifically, and I'm sure this applies to the other ones, there's an origination fee for the loan. Mm-hmm. So when you are on Lending Club, say, you know, you have, uh, and this this applies more to say you have a, like a, another loan, like a student loan. So you get a student loan and for some like dumb reason, it's 10% interest. Mm. So you go over to Lending Club and you look for a loan that you could use to pay off your student loans. Uh, and I, ideally this loan has a lower interest rate. So say you find a loan on Lending Club that's 6% interest. Mm. And you're like, okay, I can grab 10K at 6% from Lending Club and I can shuttle that 10K over, pay off my student loan just for ease of numbers. That's also 10K. Wipe that 10% loan off of my plate. Now I'm left with a 6% loan. Same principle, but it's a lower interest rate. Good to go. The thing that you have to be aware of, and I haven't used Lending Club myself, but you pointed this out to me, is that there is also an origination fee on that loan. Which changes the cost and the return. Which changes the effective percentage rate that you're paying. So Mm. say it's 6%, but there's also, and this is probably like way high, but say there's also like a $1,000 origination fee, Mm. then now your interest rate on that would be 16%. So. You know, effectively. I. So. You just have you have to look at that and do the math to, th- to figure out what is the effective interest rate. Is it still lower by a significant amount? And you know, maybe like a percent or so than the student loan. Okay, go for it. If it's not, it's obviously a terrible idea. As like as like one of the the notches on the how to be lazy part, I scoured the internet for something that would do this for you. And sadly, there is basically nothing on the internet that will do this for you. But I was able to find one calculator that looks like it was made in 1995 by a 13-year-old, like, blind person. <laughs> but they but they know math. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay, it's, it's like, it's, I think it's pretty bad. I mean, come on. It, it's like really, it's like not super clear. They definitely never have used any interface on anything ever (laughs) but um the link is in the show notes and actually if you're listening on pretty much any Mm. podcast app you could just tap the cover image like you know it's like the beautiful picture of my face and then there's also thomas on it my terrible face (laughs) actually thomas is a beautiful one that's why i'm looking (laughs) at him but if you tap it yeah the full show notes will appear um Mm. It's it's tremendous. Though if you're on Pocket Casts, you would need to swipe left. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. but uh, the the link will be in there, and you can click it, yeah. and um, you can yeah, put in your own that. numbers, and mm-hmm. it'll run the analysis for you. Uh, it's super simple, and basically, uh, yeah, like don't even worry about it. just put it into the calculator. It looks like there's also some extra consolidation information in here, so might be some good reading as well. Um, okay. So 
I, I don't want to... Uh, I, I want to like go over the plan, but I don't want to go deep into who you refinance with, what, do, where does it make sense? And there, when we started, there was, and I think we talked about this maybe last episode, there was like SoFi, Lending Club, and some other people. Now there's a mm-hmm. million companies. This month, we will go into detail and help you choose which. Right now, we're just forming the plan and you're understanding like how to execute. Okay. Um, so you're saying late like next episode or later in the later in this month okay um, cool. maybe next episode if, gotcha. if i had my monthly plan up i would let you know exactly but you just got to get yourself some time to, to <laughs> cobble together this grid <laughs> of a zillion companies and all their rates and and everything like that right i i mean technically i'm giving myself almost a month to do this so hopefully <laughs> hopefully i can pull it off we'll see you, you cool. will judge my preparation by the grid. But anyways, <laughs> so um, th- like there are some basic rules for the refinance. Uh, you're going to almost always consolidate credit card debt, mm-hmm. right? Um, for all other loans, they're called a refinance. You're if you you're going to like look on like lending tree or whatever, or you know, and, and see uh, if you can get, if they offer rates that are at least one percent lower than what you're paying, then it is worth you investigating. It yeah. still may not be worth you to re- worth it for you to refinance, but it's at mm-hmm. least worth looking into. So, if you pay six point five percent for a student loan and you go to SoFi and they're like, "We can do five point five percent," then it is worth you at least looking at it. If they're like, yeah. we'll do 6%, screw it. There's like no chance that it'll pay off because you're going to have mm-hmm. to pay an origination fee and all that stupid shit and you're just going to waste a ton of time. The one big caveat with this is, and this is one of the downfalls or the the downsides of consolidation or refinancing, uh, if you have a government student loan, mm-hmm. that student loan comes with protections. And if you refinance that or you consolidate it into a private company's loan, you typically lose those protections and that may not be worth it. For instance, if you have a government loan, like a Stafford loan you're paying off, you have the option to switch that loan to a pay as uh, pay as you earn or a uh, income dependent plan where it's cheaper now. And then as you get a raise and you earn more money as you grow older, then the interest rate goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, they have those kind of plans. Now, the nice thing about SoFi and the reason that we've talked about SoFi for quite a long time is they understand that and they have built a lot of things into their service to support their borrowers, you know, job hunting assistance. Um, they they offer the ability to pause your payments for a few months if you need to, if you lose your job or something like that, mm. which is why we like SoFi. Um, but one of the things about SoFi is they're they're quite strict. With they're they're like the premium. They're like the yeah. Apple of student loan things. And, and right. they actually also do personal loans and they do mm-hmm. mortgage refi. They basically do everything now, but they're like the, yeah. the primo one. They're um, expanding, and, but their underwriting process is pretty strict. Yeah. And, so, you know, I just don't want to come off like saying like, oh, SoFi would be, you know, a no brainer to move all of your government debt over to SoFi and then have people go to SoFi, get rejected and then think, oh, well, I'll go to Vinny's refinancing service down at the street at the strip mall and think it's identical because mm. then he probably doesn't offer the same kind of protections. And also like the mints in his lobby are like 10 years old. Don't eat those. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, look at the interest rate difference, but also look at the benefits that you may lose through refinancing, uh, refinancing. And you might not care, you know, mm. maybe you're so secure. You have such a great savings and you're just like, you could pay off your debt right now, but you want to keep the savings and you're just, you know, the, the interest rate spread is all you care about. That's a different situation than if you're, you've only got like two months salary or, you know, two months of expenses as your emergency fund. And you really need those protections just in case shit hits the fan, Mm. you know? So So keep that in mind. We, we have uh, our list that we've built up until this point. And now you've gone out and you've done some basic research, you know, we'll, we'll give you much better information later this month. Um, but, uh, you, like, you'll have a rough idea. Like, if Lending Club's gonna give you about 8%, um, maybe you'll get a better percentage or two with our grid, but we'll see. Um, just then, on your list, 
make marks next to the ones that will work. So if you have credit card debt, uh, put a C next to it for consolidate. And we're going to attempt mm-hmm. to consolidate that, right? If you have, say, an 8% auto loan and you hear that Thomas is a 2% auto loan, you could probably get pretty close to Thomas's rate. Put a C next to that for consolidate. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, an R next to that for refinance. Uh, so this way you have an action list. Some of your debt will have no actions taken. Some of them will have actions taken. And yeah. what we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk about that in an episode this month, take the actions and then refresh our list. Um, so which is a new action list. But in the meantime, because this this may take a month to play out, we still want to build our, our plan and start paying on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, you are saving 15 percent a month. We're assuming that you're making three thousand just for this example. So you have four hundred and fifty dollars. What you do is and let's say you have 10 let's say you have five debts or six debts because it'll make it easy and the minimum mm-hmm. payment's 20 on everything so you pay 20 on the bottom five so a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and then you have 350 dollars remaining and you pay that towards the top loan yeah. now a million years with ago, with the highest interest rate exactly now a million years ago we had a and, and many times since, a brilliant man, Adam Carroll on the show, and he likened trying to evenly pay your debts, like toasting, like try, attempting to toast a bread with a flashlight. Um, <laughs> you're not going to make meaningful progress. You mm-hmm. need to focus fire on the most painful, expensive one. Yeah. Knock that out and continue, right? So um, saving 15%, Minimum payments on everything that's not the top of the list. Pay all you possibly can to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And that's your debt consolidation plan. Yep. Once that's paid off, you just roll everything you're making to the next one. Mm. On down the line until it's all gone. Damn right. And then you can start investing. Mm. Bam. No investing until you crush uh, at least the urgent debt. I'm curious. Do you personally recommend has setting up automatic payments on your debt or do you personally log in and do it yourself for most of my credit card uh equipped life i was like you and i i wanted to pay it manually because i wanted to just see the number and kind of oh you you get an idea of how you operate yeah um and, and like how much cash you need to have available to cover expenses i think it's important I guess one thing is you're, you're able to see the balance. You're able to kind of keep your spending in check. Yeah. You know, because you know, every month me going in there, if I had it automated, I probably would. There would be a lot of times like I wouldn't have caught myself spending 300 bucks a month at Starbucks mm-hmm. if I hadn't gone in and manually paid it. And look, like you could use Mint for stuff like that and they can alert you. And I'll be honest, like when I there were oftentimes when I would pay, I wouldn't even look at like the whole transaction list. I would rely on Mint to inform me through through the budget. But it was yeah. it was more of like if every month it's about two thousand dollars, then I know if I'm going to invest in something, whatever, I should have two thousand dollars plus some buffer available so I can mm-hmm. pay my debt. Yeah. Um now uh like that's the plan, but I kind of feel it's necessary to throw in a little like pro tip pokes okay. in here. Um like eat potato skins out of the trash so you don't spend money on groceries? Eggs, yes. <laughs> Actually, you know, I was listening to Marketplace in the morning. There's uh-huh. this app that, that launched. Uh, you know, have you heard this whole thing with ugly vegetables and ugly fruit? Uh, I don't know if I've like heard about the whole thing about them, but I know that they get thrown food out. is good long after we think it's good. So, so that... And uh, when you when you go to like the tomatoes in the supermarket, those are the beautiful tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that look like penises got thrown out because no one wants to buy a penis shaped tomato. Most people don't. 
But if you're in debt, you do. <laughs> but if you've always wanted to own a penis-shaped tomato, not only can you buy it now, but you can buy it for cheaper <laughs> through this. It's funny, but I mean, they, they're they there. Search the internet. <laughs> Andrew Fiebert's ultimate financial tip. Save money by buying penis-shaped tomatoes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's okay. something there's something like 80% off of the cost. Uh-huh. And so what happens is like these supermarkets can then still make money off of these things. Uh-huh. Um and you know, or restaurants or whoever has them. I guess not restaurants, but restaurants could buy them. Um or you could buy them. Mm. Um so that that was a cool thing. So thanks for bringing okay. that up. <laughs> <laughs> What is the yeah, app I mean, called? You have, I have, have no clue. A few other things here, like you know, go eat at your parents' house once a week, which is nice to your parents as well. All kinds of stuff. Sell your stuff like that. Mm. We've done a bunch of frugality episodes. Mm. Uh, I think the main takeaway here in regards to paying off your debt is any dollar you can save is not just a dollar you're saving now, but you're also saving extra money off of the interest you won't pay mm. on having your debt around longer. And I, I want you to also think about it from from another angle. So one, it's like it's the needs versus the wants, right? Mm-hmm. And well, it's like you know, like I need cable because Wheel of Fortune is on every day, and I can't miss it. Like what you know, what if that does show doesn't exist anymore? Um, but perhaps in another perspective is like if your cable on average costs a hundred dollars a month, and you're on average able to save four hundred fifty dollars a month. Getting rid of your cable will speed up the process of you escaping debt by twenty percent. That's like an insanely high amount. Yeah. Right. So like to, wow. to I just squeaked there. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I've been secretly thirteen years old this whole time. I knew it. Mm-hmm. So so I just want you to uh, you know, look, you could probably only go without for a few months. Yeah. You know, make meaningful progress. And then ease back in, but uh, yeah, that, that's- yeah. Maybe this this is helpful to some people. I have this weird bug in my brain where uh, whenever I am gonna get rid of something, or if, if I you know say like I buy a specific drink at the store, um, my brain goes, oh, so you're gonna make a habit of drinking this drink all the time now, aren't mm. you? Or if I'm gonna cut Netflix or something, my brain goes, well, Netflix is gone forever. You'll never watch it again. But that's not how it has to work. Like I can have a weird, stupid energy drink at the store once and not make a habit out of it. It's probably not a good idea still, but it doesn't mean I'll always drink that. And if I have to cut cable or Netflix or something for a few months, it's only a few months. And I think if you mentally affirm that to yourself, I'm temporarily cutting this as a sacrifice to pay off my debt sooner because I care more about that Mm. than Stranger Things. um, It should be easier. You know, the anticipation of getting it back is motivating. And I mean, if you just titled up the amount of time that you spent a week on like watching like mind numbing things and you're like Westworld's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but that's like Mm -hmm. not my most productive hours. If you just like looked at that amount in aggregate, like by week, by month, and you just took a small, like like 20% of that time and put it towards something meaningful, like creating an extra hundred dollars a month on the internet, like shit. And I think that's yeah. all that's all it really takes. So I think you should look at it maybe from that perspective and not like doing without or, you know, um yeah. Yeah, you're redirecting your time to something that, that lets you pay off your debt faster and probably benefits you in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So do we have anything else to to cover here? Um maybe a little teaser about what's coming in the future on this. I know we have a grid of consolidation and refinancing options coming whenever you get that. That's next month created. Okay. So, so I said I have a month. I'm sorry, not next month. That's next week. But in like, in like recording time, I have recording this in the past. That's right. I have a month to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a month's amount of work into a week of your time. Yep. Um, so that's, that's happening. And then um, we have a special guest on the last episode who got rid of a ton of debt, uh, and she's awesome, and she has a unique uh, just like mindset and approach towards this stuff. And I thought it would be good to end with uh, someone who did it, 
mm-hmm. who's not um, OCD and building spreadsheets and stuff because you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I right? just like to. Yeah, we like to. <laughs> like Excel is always open on my computer. <laughs> there's there's an episode of Parks and Rec where like Tom and Ben. Uh, you watch Parks and Rec at all? Um, little bit. The people who watch it will probably know this. Tom and Ben are like talking about business ideas and uh, Ben's like the nerd. So Tom's really bored. And then Ben, like, he's like, you call this unexciting. And he pulls out like a giant spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the kind of person who would look at that and go that that's cool. Actually, I like spreadsheets. I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now. (laughs) (laughs) And stroking my arm to uh... (laughs) my brain works that way. It's good. Hmm. But I happen to know you have a big spreadsheet too, so. Mm. Yep. That, that's how I, I gauge my, like, importance in life, how big my spreadsheet is. Is that a euphemism? My spreadsheets bring <laughs> all the accounts to the yard. They're like, it's big. And episode over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think we should we should close it out now. Yeah. So, if you have questions, um, something we should cover in a future episode or anything else, we have a community, which you can find over at listenmoneymatters.com slash community. Lots of money nerds over there, people who are probably smarter than us. You can hop in on the discussion for free, or you can always email us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. You can also email us your catchphrases if you want Andrew to sing more really embarrassing, cringy things <laughs> at the beginning of the episodes, or just have me say something cool in a sultry voice. Either way, uh, you can also tweet us those catchphrases at Money Matters Man. I sometimes forget to say that. But we are on Twitter. That is a thing. And we have lots of resources, apps, books, tools, all kinds of cool stuff that can help you organize your financial life and get out of debt faster over at our toolbox, which you can find at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So that is it for this episode. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Later, man. Later, dude.